Okay, hello, welcome to episode 261 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you uh, quite a bit after the uh, Kings versus Timberwolves game, where the Kings fall to the Wolves in Minnesota, one set, 110 to 117. Uh, apparently, they the Kings are 1 and 7 against uh, Minnesota since 2017 2018. Their one win, if I'm not mistaken, the 20, <laughs> the tw down 27 with two minutes to go, uh, one the miracle game where uh, De'Aaron Fox missed the free throw intentionally and somehow got the rebound and the score to kick it into overtime. That was the good times for the Kings. Currently, not so good. Uh, I am coming to you, of course, with Fong. Hello. What did you think of this game? Very, I mean, how would I say this? I mean, we had our problems, you know, in the court. I felt like it could have been fixed. It's just, um, I mean, Minnesota got lights out shooting in the terms of Ant and uh, early on for, uh, whatchamacallit, Dewo, And, you know, never looked back, really. Well, so let, let me just take a look at Ant's shooting from three. So, you know, uh, five for seven this game, three for five, four for 10, six for 10, eight for 16. So my, my point, and, but before that, there was actually quite a cesspool, like three for 11, three for nine, three for nine, over oh three, three for seven. Um, basically, he's been hot as of late. And one of my contentions, one of my signs of optimism for next game, you're probably not going to get the shooting display from the Wolves. I can't say that for sure, but Anthony Edwards seems to shoot well specifically against the Kings. And honestly, a lot of the threes he took were the bullshit variety. You know, dribble, dribble, iso, step back threes. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think he repeats that. Uh, Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, If anything, you know... what. Let someone else beat us, really. I mean, it it could be Rudy for all I care, or Kyle Anderson. I mean, it's just that Allison and and Dewo had really good shooting games. Well, not not much Dewo, I would say, in the second half, to be honest. Yeah. So it started with Dewo. Uh, he was eight for eight from uh from the field. I believe he. I believe there was a two in there, but most of them were threes. He was he was lights out. But I had said like. I don't think he's going to have much of an effect outside of that. And he cooled down in the second half, but Anthony Edwards basically picked up right where he left off. And, you know, one of the unsung heroes for this game, weirdly enough, a minus eight, which is weird. Uh, Nas Reed, while Ant was out uh, during the second half, like, you know, like at, at the end of the fourth or at the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth, Nas Reed basically picked up right where he kind of picked up the pieces and scored on the Kings. And in, in the span, where the game turned, it was a dogfight in the beginning. But in the third quarter, um, the Kings go on a drought. And unfortunately, it coincided with Anthony Edwards getting hot, Nas Reed getting hot. And yeah, basically, that kind of gave them the cushion that the Kings were never truly able to recover from. Oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully we find a way to, uh, you know, suppress them uh offensively uh in the next game especially ant i to be honest i think the rest of the guys i'd be willing to give up uh shots for it's just ant it was uh the key factor to you know 
the Minnesota Timberwolves win, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. And if you look at the box score, like, you know, you have you have basically just two, three guys scoring as the guys I mentioned, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards and uh, Nas Reed. Everyone else was very, very mad to say the least. I mean, Jane McDaniels did his part. I think you can live with what Jane McDaniels does. Kyle Anderson, like, doesn't score as much, but, you know, does kind of have an effect overall in the game. And, you know, as much as we ridicule Rudy Gobert, he was a legit presence on the floor. He, you know, like, one guy you can tell of just how effective uh, Rudy Gobert was, Harrison Barnes did not want to, did not want to challenge him at all. Like, he has an effect around the rim. And as much as we ridicule him, he had a very, very good game. Uh, we're talking about Barnes, right? Or... Oh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy so. Gobert, yeah. We'll, we'll, stick, uh, we'll stick with the Wolves for now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Rudy, yeah. I, I was surprised. I thought we could, you know, somehow get around him uh, in terms of, you know, maybe Fox driving in and drawing some fouls. I mean, we saw some of it from Harrison early on in the first half. Uh, not much in the second half, sadly. But, yeah, for some reason, just couldn't make it work really uh against rudy yeah i mean fox did have like success attacking him in the mid-range which is basically where you're gonna feast for the most part against uh against rudy he's he will drop back to the rim and protect the rim at all costs that's just what he does Mm -hmm. and you notice as soon as he stepped off the court you notice that like the kings just were feasting in the paint there was no rim protection out there and unfortunately, they go on that drought in the middle of the third. That was just a case of just kind of the yips. And it just it just happens sometimes. But this is where, like, I'm with Mike Brown. Like, it's fool's gold in that he, he after in the press, in the postgame press conference, you can't rely on just outscoring the other team all the time anymore. You have to play some defense. And their defense, just, there wasn't much to talk about in terms of the Kings. And, you know, you go on a drought like that, it's it's tough to win these kinds of games where, you know, you coincidentally, <laughs> Ant gets hot, like in the, in the third quarter. And, you know, you're just never able to cut into it if you can't get enough stops. Like, De'Aaron Vox scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. 21. And honestly, should have had 23 because we'll talk about that later. But, you know, he he was really good in the fourth. But when you can't get stops, you're just trading baskets. So that's kind of what the fourth quarter devolved into. Yeah. In terms of Fox, I do wish we saw a little bit more of him in the earlier three quarters, but I mean, it's fourth quarter Fox. Who could you, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit can't complain really. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to enforce his will a little bit more in the first three quarters. Look, fourth quarter Fox is a real thing. Like it just it just keeps happening. He keeps scoring. My thing is, you just don't want to have to rely on that, and especially if you cannot get the stops. The, a brilliant, a brilliant fourth quarter from De'Aaron Fox just goes to waste like that. And you know you got to do you got to do the pre work before this. You know, mm-hmm. and you know outside of like Fox and some bonus, the other guys didn't really show up. Like Harrison Barnes had, you know, 13 points on seven shots, only made one. He was one for seven, somehow 13 points, which is pretty incredible. But Harrison Barnes needs to not be just so afraid of Rudy Gobert. Keegan Murray, he, they, Keegan Murray just needs more shots. Kevin Herter needs to hit, hit more of his open threes. He's quite hit or miss as of late. But, you know, you just needed more 
like from the, from the third quarter and you know yeah you probably have to look at your bench you just can't have guys just you know shoot so poorly you know they shot nine for 33 from three does that happen again and does minnesota shoot 17 of 37 there's a lot of things the kings could do i i'm not as down on this game as i should be although i will say it, it was a pretty bad loss oh yeah and one of the reasons like that, again, I just I just mentioned eight for 30 or nine for 33 from three, 27 percent, while the other team shoots 45 percent, 17 for 37. That's not the frustrating part to me. Like these kinds of games can happen. And honestly, you kind of like kind of round out a few like they miss like one one more three. Honestly, this could have been a game because that Anthony Edwards dagger, that was a bullshit. But he had been hitting that all game. It is what it is sometimes. Right. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. What was frustrating about this game? The Wolves literally tried to give it up in so many opportunities down the stretch. They had turnovers. They had D'Angelo Russell had one of the dumbest technical fouls I've ever seen where you he's they scored and he was complaining for some reason and got a technical foul. Where it gets frustrating is Harrison Bard misses the free throw. And then De'Aaron Fox come comes down the other way. They get a stop. He misses two free throws. Kevin Herter gets fouled. He misses one free throw. And then and then they just randomly step out of bounds on one play. They, and then all of a sudden, they they uh, get a backcourt violation. And if I remember right, none of those led into scores. No, it, it did not. <laughs> you cannot be a good – you're not a good team if you cannot take advantage of just stupid, stupid mistakes like that. You have to take advantage. You have to – and – yeah, I don't know what else to say. Um, the Kings, like, they've been really good at like this this year. They got a lot, they still got a lot of work to do. And as as Mike Brown said, you just can't rely on outscoring teams, especially when you're just gonna gobble up the ball as much like choke as much as you did towards the end. You gotta play some defense. Like, make sure you're not in this kind of compromising position. And you know, you don't you don't waste a fourth quarter game like this from Fox. And yeah, they, the Wolves did everything they could to give you the game and you just gave up right back to them. Yeah. Hopefully it's just one of these one and done. We won't ever see this situation ever again, type deals against us. And hopefully we could, you know, pull it all together back for the next game, because I, I feel like that's the kind of game that is going to matter the most. And hopefully we could go to wait, wait. Yeah, two and seven against the Wolves next game. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll see. I, I hope the Kings make an adjustment. Like there's just more attention to detail. Because make no mistake, the, the Wolves are not a good team. No. Like we we actually got down big in the first quarter and came right back when we just started attacking them relentlessly. We scored 38 points to their 28 in the second quarter. We just attacked, they made stupid plays. And you know they have they their issues are clear, and the Kings just need to just get it together, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, like I don't know why watching the Wolves' offense to me is a little reminiscent of like a few years back for the Kings, in my opinion. Just everyone kind of doing their own thing in in some ways it's just all uh, you just all of a sudden had anthony edwards in the mix <laughs> i will say anthony edwards has three of seven this is a very different looking team 
now yeah. now as as i said i read through his game log it's pretty impressive from three point land as a Blake. so maybe this is just the thing i i don't know if the wolves want to rely on that and the kings need to be in a position where they just don't let him go off like that like you know he had been just doing step back threes for so long just step up on him like make him drive i know he's a good driver but just hope that your backline defense is good enough and of course that is another thing where again you can't out you have to get some stops and you know we'll see like for all we know the wolves could shoot this well again but again you 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 get outscored by eight threes and you know you basically lose by one or two possessions which isn't bad but you gotta be better and you know it's gotta be better overall you gotta just not make little mistakes man the wolves had 18 turnovers Really? It says 19 for me. (laughs) This is 19 for you. Wow. To our nine. Look, maybe they don't turn the ball over as much. Maybe they take care of the ball a little better. But, like, you know, this is a a bad loss. Don't get me wrong. It's not the end of the world. But the Kings do need to get their act together. Because, like, this is is kind of just a pretty pretty bad two-game stretch where, you know, you get absolutely dominated by the uh, Toronto Raptors. And now you just kind of get basically outplayed by the wolves so you, you got you got to get this next win if you lose the next game it's going to start looking a little grim now i'm not saying they're going to fall off a cliff but again they they built enough equity um, um on kind of with wins that you're not going to fall off you're not going to fall to the 10 seed hopefully but you are going to like you know the other teams are catching up now like you're only one game ahead of the clippers who won today won five in a row nice Oh yeah, congrats to them. Congrats. Also, like the top of the top of the West, they're fall they're falling. Like Grizzlies have lost the last five. Denver has lost the last two. We've lost the last two. New Orleans has lost the last seven. Jesus Christ! Oh my, no way, really? Yeah, they're without um, they're without. Yeah, they've been struggling without Zion as of late. Um, uh, and you know the other teams like Minnesota. That's three in a row. They're the sixth seed now. Let's see. Really? Huh. They're two games behind us. Now, it's not the end of the world, even if you lose the next game, but it's going to start. Your, things are going to start uh, start getting a little tight because they're two games behind us now. Mm-hmm. Think, yeah. think about it that way. Yeah, and there's still plenty of games left throughout the season. So hopefully. Yeah. This is a this is an important stretch because you, you have very, very beatable teams on this trip, and you, you got to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about um, about the game? Uh, not really. It's mostly, you know, congrats on the Wolves for beating us, and hopefully, you know, the Kings, yeah, like I said, bring it back. Okay. Now to what's actually kept us from uh, posting the or basically, yeah, what what's kind of delayed the posting of this episode? We were watching the Royal Rumble, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. I was not paying attention in the first half because I was watching the Men's Royal Rumble. So, uh, what thoughts on the Royal Rumble? Uh, you know what? You go first, Paul. I I thought it was good. I mean. For well, for me, I I was watching the game <laughs> instead of Royal Rumble. Yeah, somebody had to watch the game, so Fong had to take take the L on this one. 
Yeah. So, I mean, from what I've heard through you, I mean, listening to you for the men's Royal Rumble, it sounded like a lot of, a lot of big names I've heard. I, to be honest, I, I kind of forgot because I remember you named them all, but it seemed like most of them were, uh, were kicked out anyway <laughs> towards the end. Yeah. For example, Brock Lesnar, you know, for those of you, sorry if I spoil it for you guys, um, you know, but yeah, Brock Lesnar came in and was eliminated basically a few minutes, like a minute in by Bobby Lashley. It was pretty shocking, but um, no, no rock, unfortunately. Uh, also, very disappointingly, no Sammy. I was very disappointed about that, but but it was made up for at the end. But like I thought it was, I thought it was a good rumble. It was definitely better than last year's rumble, which was notoriously bad just because it just felt like nothing happened and was inevitable. Granted, this one felt quite inevitable as well, because you know, by the time it hit number 30. You know, Cody Rhodes was not in the Rumble, so we knew, all know who we all knew who number thirty was. And he comes in, he fi- he fights off he fights off everyone. Uh, Logan Paul was number twenty nine. That was surprising. And he's what, what did you think of Logan Paul? I mean, you I, did you did watch that part? Yeah, I did. Like I remember the commentator said there were four people left, so it was um, Cody. Uh, Seth, Gunther, and yeah. I. Uh, who was the fourth guy? It might have been Braun. I don't think it was Braun. But no, whoever that fourth was, and no mention of what you might call it. Um, who are we talking about again? Logan Shoot. Paul. Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. No mention of Logan Paul at all. And I expect, oh, it's just going to be these four, and all of a sudden Logan Paul pops up and eliminates a. Whoever Seth. that, I think it was Seth. Yeah, it was Seth because I remember his face. So I was like, eh, eh, "Sure, <laughs> I don't know." I mean, he he really does make a great um heel for the most part. He he is a good heel, and he is crazy ridiculous athletic. Like that is a real thing with him. And you know, as much as people don't like to admit it, he is very good at this. And, you know, he's playing the right character. He's soaking up all the hate because no one likes him, let's be honest. Like, even though his reputation is a lot better than it used to be, although he's kind of shitted on it recently, but he's a good heel, you know, kudos to him. They actually kind of did a dumb thing and just part of me, the sick part of me thinks, like, he should have been the final two. But at the same time, like, uh, do you really want to risk that? Because like you would be so like angry if he had won that that fear drives a lot of heat and it would have been incredible like with him and Cody and Cody had a lot of close calls but I think it just would have been different with Logan because I really wanted Gunther to win I was all in on it yeah sadly for me I feel it's always the obvious that gets to win (laughs) not gonna lie um once Cody came out, yeah, it, it, it's going to be Cody, <laughs> no matter what I felt. Yeah, basically. I mean, my heart really wanted Gunther to win. And he was number mm-hmm. one, by the way, which, yeah, that's an Iron Man performance right there. But Oh, yeah. It, it was not meant to be. It, Cody Rhodes came back, so he has to basically win. And, you know, that's not a bad story. Uh, him versus Roman wouldn't have been my first choice. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But... Anyways, 
Uh, so the the women's Royal Rumble, now not as like star studded by any means. I think the only like nostalgia was Michelle McCool, if I remember right. I, I did miss a good portion of it. I think I started in the second half. That being said, I re- I loved that finish. Oh, for the women's, yeah, that's probably one of the better finishes I've seen for Royal Rumble. Uh, well, then again, I haven't watched that many Royal Rumbles, in my opinion. So, for those of you that didn't see it, and again, if you don't want to get spoiled, it's forward about a few minutes ahead. Um, but basically, uh, Asuka, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan all on the apron, they all went over the top rope, they're all on the apron. Uh, Asuka's fighting off Rhea Ripley. And all of a sudden, she does the mist, but Rhea ducks and she hits Liv Morgan with the mist, and then all, and then she, uh, Rhea Ripley does basically the six one nine, kind of an O to Dominic or Ray, whichever you want to. So he kicks her off, and then Liv Morgan, who's blinded, manages to kick Rhea's legs uh, off, and she is hanging by the ropes. And honestly, I, I bought that finish. I thought Liv Morgan was gonna win. But Rhea Ripley is able to gather herself, use her legs to basically hurricane Rana, uh, Liv Morgan off off the apron, and that was the finish. The rest of the the rest of the uh, Royal Rumble was kind of whatever to me, but that that finish was amazing. Yeah, that's a very great finish. Uh, there was another part where yeah, you missed it because it happened like within literally a minute. Where uh, what you call it? Chelsea Green. Yeah, Chelsea Green gets eliminated right as she came out. Then uh, Bailey's team, pretty much her whole team, gets eliminated one by one out. And then uh, Liv Morgan just all no, Bailey eliminates Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, then Liv Morgan eliminates Bailey. So, yeah, that was a quick minute, to be honest, that you were gone too. Yeah, I had gone, and all of a sudden they were outside. I thought I thought they went through the middle rope because it was just so much chaos. But yeah, like there there was stuff that happened. It is kind of disappointing they didn't last the entire thing because this makes it feel like they're very mid card. It's a very mid card feud. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense, it is what it is. I love the finish. That's all I'm going to remember. Oh yeah. Oh, and Nia Jax also came back. If anyone cares, are are you a big Nia Jax fan? No, I just I, I actually thought she was okay, like for the most part. She she I thought they're like when she fucked up a lot and that, that there's no excuse for that, but the vitriol towards her I thought was always unfair. You know, it's a bit of the kind of like when women fuck up, there is just a bunch of these kind of bunch of these uh, let's be honest, incels that like get very, very angry and call for them to be fired and stuff like that. Yeah. I remember when Brie Bella kicked Liv Morgan in the face and gave her a concussion, the amount of vitriol that went at her, like, look, it, it happens. I will say, when a man fucks up like that, it, they don't get that level of vitriol. It's pretty disgusting. But uh, I'm not, I don't miss Nia Jax. I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, congrats on her, you know, coming back at least. Um, I mean, it took 11 people just to get her out of the ring. That's That's for sure. Yeah, she was she was eliminated. Pre- I thought she was because like at that time when she got in, it there was a lot of people in, and I was thinking somebody needs to be kind of the the monster that eliminates everyone. But no, she she didn't eliminate everyone or anyone. I don't think 
and yeah, it's just ketchup was just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, everyone knew in that ring was like, yeah, you gotta eliminate the the <laughs> the one person that could eliminate half of us. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty pretty fun rumble. Both rumbles I thought were pretty fun. I was just saying, mm-hmm. and again, the the ending to that rumble was amazing. But let you talk about endings. The this the ending of this show was amazing. Now the match, uh, the match Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, it was very whatever. Like the finish was kind of weak in my opinion. Basically, oh, yeah. basically, uh, Roman spears Kevin Owens. He kicks out. Um, he spears him through the barricade, throws him on the steps. There was one bump where like the back of Kevin's head like smacks the the ring steps, and I'm that that looks scary. But then he goes back in. He slaps Roman. Roman spears him, and that was the finish. And we were all like, "That's pretty weak. That was pretty. That wasn't worth watching." We were actually even considering like, "Should we watch? Should we wait for? Should we wait for the end of the show to do this? Because that's going to be a pretty boring match." I thought, but then the end, the ending angle. That's where where it was at. So. Uh, just to quickly go through it. So everyone gets in the ring, the entire bloodline, which they've this is the first time we've seen them all night, basically, in, in ring anyway. And they come together. They basically continue to beat down on uh on Kevin Owens. It actually got pretty uncomfortable at certain situations. It was a savage beatdown. They they handcuff him and you know they do the they do a bunch of super kicks on him, basically just essentially executing him, basically. And then Roman gets a steel chair, is about to hit Kevin Owens, who's basically like dead at this point, handcuffed to the ropes. And Sammy steps in front, said, no, you don't need to do this anymore. Roman instead tells Sammy, you do it. So then after after a bunch of, after a bunch, a lot of time of just kind of him trying to talk Roman out of it, he he contemplates and basically, in the exact same way the shield breakup was shot, Sami Zayn hits Roman in the back with a chair. A huge crowd pop. There was the crowd was amazing during this. So after that, you know the the family descends upon them, except Jey Uso. Jey Uso is just kind of watching, kind of just emotionally distraught while they're beating down Sami, and Jay, and the, the family looks back at Jay. They're asking Jay what's wrong. Jay just leaves the ring and he walks away. He, he, incredible, like incredible for performance. He looks like he's on the verge of tears. And like Sammy looked like he was on the verge of tears before he was getting the shit kicked out of him. And then they continue the beatdown of Sammy. And then in the ring, Sammy lies motionless. Kevin Owens lies motionless. And the bloodline basically stand tall with the three, Jimmy Uso, uh, Roman Reigns, and so- Solo Sokoa incredible ending yeah the storyline itself i'm it's really good i'm not gonna <laughs> look, look i i assume you have not been following it not do you, really do you understand everything that's going on though in a way i mean i just found out about you know the i guess the trial before this uh altercation but uh yeah i mean uh, uh, to be honest i don't know what else to say but like just think of the storyline elements like you saw in the promo 
like Jay Uso is the one it was the one to save Sammy. Like yeah. he was he was about to get executed by Sobo Sokoa in, uh-huh. on Monday Night Raw. But yeah. then of all people is Jay Uso saving him. And you know, you go farther back. Jay Uso hated Sammy. He hated him so much that he would not accept him in the fa- accept him in the accept him into the family. But then the Survivor Series War Games match happens. And who was the one to finish to like who, who was involved in the finish? It was Jay, it was Sami Zayn turning on Kevin Owens. And of all people, Jay Uso finishing the match. And they, after that, become essentially blood brothers. He he's all in on Sammy all of a sudden. Mm. And then you have him, you go back to the trial, he's the one who saves Sammy. And he is the one here that does not attack Sammy. He's the one that says, We did this is what you're gonna do. Like you're gonna you're gonna do this to us. And he's so emotionally distraught, he is the only one to not attack Sammy. The, again, the, if you take the entire storyline all in one. It's incredible twist, incredible story progression, incredible consistency, subtleties. And it and it culminates in this. And it's not going to culminate just yet because Elimination Chamber is coming in. And when have you been this hyped for Elimina- Elimination Chamber? Now, I'm not even – I don't even care about the Elimination Chambers anymore. They should just turn t- change the name to, like, the Bloodline pay-per-view, honestly. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't care about anything else that happens on that Elimination Chamber. It's it's all about what happens with the bloodline and what happens with Zay- Sammy, and uh, right now the plan is it's gonna be Sammy versus Roman at uh at Elimination Chamber in Montreal where Sammy is from. Mm. Does he win the titles? I don't think so. Maybe they do the thing where like it's one like he wins one of the titles, but Jay Uso is gonna get involved there, and I am so so excited. For the next pay-per-view the way you explained it makes me want to watch it with a nation chamber when it comes out i mean yeah I, like isn't that isn't that just the best thing i yeah i might i might tune in what, what, what day is it let's see no i'm checking the schedule right now actually let's see so royal rumble was tonight february 18th February, that's not too far from now. That's literally two weeks from now. That's, that's one week after the trade deadline for the NBA. So I'm I'm marking that day. I I want I'm I'm pretty invested into the story right now because I I kind of didn't understand a lot of it towards you know the end part because I mean I only know so much of the I guess beginning when but, Sammy did come in. But even then, like you you still get the Sammy part. Yeah, like Sammy didn't want to do that to Kevin Owens. That's his oh, buddy. Yeah. That's his yeah. buddy. But you know, in order to become fully fledged part of the family, he has to do this heinous thing. And you just thought about it, like he's not gonna do it. Is he actually? Is he actually gonna like completely buy in? Honestly, when he, when Roman said, "I love," like I love you. Yeah, you know, no, he, he's hitting Roman. <laughs> he's because like he knows. He's like, no, you wouldn't, motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker you would not mm-hmm. anyway so like there's just these little like you get the you at least get the main points like sammy didn't want to do it and in the end he didn't do it and like the entire time the, again the crowd was amazing during this they were chanting for sammy like when he was when he was hesitating to attack mm-hmm. when jay was hesitating to attack you saw him he was the only one not joining the fight you heard the crowd go started chanting jay 
incredible stuff. Just everything clicks. It's great. Ah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah, well. I will say this is the best storyline since probably the Daniel Bryan stuff. But the Daniel Bryan stuff was not on purpose. That was completely by accident. Mm -hmm. And the the fact that they're doing this and you, you just hope that Vince stays away from creative because this is incredible right now. And it's, it's leading to a crescendo soon. And again, I, I, wa- I want Sammy to win in Montreal. Like you're going to tune into uh, Elimination Chamber. I am too. Again, just incredible stuff. Oh, I mean, it's probably one of the only things that <laughs> keeps me interested in WWE at the moment because, and, you know. And that's the point. <laughs> it is isn't it incredible when you have long-term complex stories just things to draw in the audience not you know no shade but like there, there's also rumors like stone cold might be the opponent for roman reigns look there it's gonna bring back fans it's gonna draw i have zero interest in it i i don't even have that much interest in a cody versus uh roman match as i said like i'm all in on the sammy stuff like is Jey Uso going to face Roman? It's like, that's not going to draw shit. <laughs> like, let's be honest. But that's where the story dicta- should dictate where it, where it heads to. Mm, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible event. We're not going to talk about the Bray Wyatt LA Knight stuff. I, I heard that was terrible. I'm not going back to watch it. So whatever. But Ultimately, incredible show. Royal Rumble's always the most fun um, part of the part of the year. Like basically, you can always rely on it being good, and mo- like ninety percent of the time. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I watched it, and it did kind of wash again. That ending really washed a lot of the bad taste out of the Kings games out of my mouth. So I'm not as angry. I'm a little bit more energetic, and I feel more hyped because of just watching that ending. That's how great it was. <laughs> Oh yeah, well for me, I'm just hungry because I haven't eaten since the beginning of the Kings game. So okay, well this this question will dictate whether you're going to eat right now or you're going to eat later. Okay. <laughs> Did you watch any more Game of Thrones? No, I have not. Okay, I... then you can go eat. We're going to call this. <laughs> we're going to call an end to this episode. We don't want to starve uh, Fong any longer, unless you have uh, fi- uh, other final thoughts before we call an end to this episode well tomorrow is the niners game <laughs> uh hopefully you know we come out with the win against the philadelphia eagles in their own home court uh and you know we'll be also back with you with uh the kings versus timberwolves again it's, it's also still at timberwolves right it is still in minnesota yes so yeah hopefully we come out with that one too as well I'm assuming you want the 49ers to win, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. I, I can't bring it to myself to cheer for the Eagles. Like, no, no, no disrespect to Philly. These those fans are insane. So I, I'm I'm just not with it. Hmm. I mean, they're they're a great team. And if if it weren't the Niners, I actually don't know who I would choose to, you know, win the Super Bowl, to be honest. I, I, Kansas City, man, you got you got to cheer for Kansas City. You got to tri- ch- you know cheer for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank you. 
Okay. Well, that's well, that's just too bad. Well, anyways, I hope the 49ers win and, you know, go back to the Super Bowl. Maybe avenge that loss uh, if, the, if Kansas City makes it through the Bengals. The Bengals, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I, I did not look that up, I swear. So, <laughs> Well, we shall see. All right. Okay. Well, if you don't have any other thoughts, let's call this an episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys back on the next one. Yeah, we'll see you guys later.